Hello, and welcome back to Archives of Fabella, the only podcast giving people shape-changing coins. Today is April 5th, equal to Aries 16th. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. April 5th, 1947 is the date five U.S. Marines participated in Operation Beleaguer. They were killed, and 16 others were wounded in battle with a dissident Chinese force that attempted to raid the Marine munitions dump near Tanku. But in Fabella, a scary new way of disguising oneself made its first appearance. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Aries 16th, 5947 FY, Fabella year, equal to April 5th, 1947 AD, Earth Year. On the morning of Libra 5th, 5960, in the Bloodborne Empire's capital of Stormhaven, an elf named Teresa Hall rolled over in her bed and was awoken by a startling discovery. Her husband of 12 years, Dr. Michael Hall, a noted name in military science, had disappeared. In his place, swimming in Dr. Hall's oversized pajamas, was a dead, orange Entic. Entics appeared very different from the typical elf. For one, they were smaller than five feet tall, and had a big, glowing antenna. All the males were orange, and all the females were blue. Mrs. Hall was very sure her six-foot-tall husband with silky red locks and perfect pointed ears was not a four-foot-ten entic. Wardens responding to Mrs. Hall's pleas and screams for help arrived at the residence. Upon searching Dr. Hall's private study, they discover multiple drawers full of glittering golden medallions the size, the size of a quarter. Each of these medallions carry a unique design, but most of them are enchanted to make whoever holds them look like an elf. As Wardens of the Bloodborne Empire continue their investigation into Dr. Hall, it soon becomes clear that the Michael Hall everyone knew had a dark secret. Its discovery was not only the answer to the mysterious entic in the Hall's bed, but another mystery from the past that eluded authorities. So, what are these strange medallions, and who... Was Dr. Michael Hall really? 
there were many charms used to magically conceal or disguise one's self in Fabella. Some would say too many. The three most common ones were invisibility cloaks, which rendered the wearer invisible but degraded rapidly over time. Mute trauma milk. A potion with the consistency of syrup that transformed a person into whoever's DNA was mixed in with the potion for up to five hours. And transfiguration medallions. Transfiguration medallions were special coins containing a charm that allowed the user to transform into an animal. They were especially useful for people who wished to disguise themselves and didn't have access to the ingredients necessary to brew Mutroma milk, which was Fabella's version of Polyjuice Potion for my Harry Potter fans out there. Wearing a transfiguration medallion over the neck enchanted with a charm to make you look like a bear would transform you into a bear, and so on and so forth. The greatest limitation faced by using these charms was simply that they didn't last long. A single medallion could only allow a person to change shape for a maximum of one hour. But, but, you could do a lot of damage in one hour if you could transfigure yourself into a dragon, which was often done by villains throughout history. Transfiguration medallions were first developed by an entic named Emery Pollock on Ares 16, 5947. Pollock was a slave working for the Gavin family of elves because entics were small, bug-like people constantly looked down upon because of their nature. Pollock sought a way to rid himself of the stigma so he could pursue a relationship with the Gavin family's eldest daughter, the lovely Teresa. After years of learning magic in secret and experimentation, Pollock was finally able to create a series of transfiguration medallions. The process of creating a transfiguration medallion demanded a witch or wizard of incredible talent to perform a precise incantation to imbue the medallion with its magical properties. Every word of the incantation had to be pronounced with pinpoint accuracy. Gold was necessary because it held magic better than any other metal. That's why most charms were made of gold. A single medallion took about 30 minutes to create. As soon as he was able to refine the process of creating these transfiguration medallions, Pollock put his plan into motion. Now, if you had the ability to make yourself look like any animal or type of person in Fabella, what would you do? Pollock uses this groundbreaking magical invention to rob banks. Pollock produced a series of medallions, enabling him to transform into a number of different people who he then took the form of to hold up bank tellers and demand large sums of money. The medallions didn't enable Pollock to look like every person he wanted. Bank tellers reported the same Caucasian male with piercing blue eyes, assuming the form of a fawn, a man, a dwarf, a troll, and a goblin. 
Authorities responding to the robberies never knew to search for an orange entic. Pollock was able to get away with millions of bloodborne dollars in cash, virtually undetected. One bright spring day, Teresa Gavin opened the door to her family's mansion to find Pollock in disguise as the rich and affable Dr. Michael Hall. Unaware that he was the same slave that used to wait on her hand and foot. The two were married in 5948, and Pollock continued to manufacture more transfiguration medallions to maintain the ruse throughout his entire relationship with Teresa. Transfiguration medallions were so new at the time that nobody knew how to look for them. Pollock kept swapping out his medallions every hour, doing most of his work hidden in his private study, forbidden from Teresa's prying eyes. Pollock set up a fake medical practice as a front he used to sell his transfiguration medallions to the criminal underworld. The one advantage Transfiguration Medallions had over the shape-changing potion known as Mutroma Milk was that you could still eat and drink while in disguise. The greatest limitation Mutroma Milk always had was that ingesting anything would counteract the potion's effects, exposing the fraud for who they were. This is how offering water at job interviews or free food samples became customary as security measures in both Fabella and Earth. Anyone who didn't partake in this pleasantry had to be using Mutroma milk. Suspected spies were often force-fed to expose them. Transfiguration medallions didn't have this problem. All the user had to do was have enough on hand to swap out every hour. Pollock was able to effectively pose as Dr. Michael Hall without arousing Teresa's suspicions until his death in 5960. Authorities later determined Pollock's death at the young age of 45 was due to his frequent use of transfiguration medallions. He altered his physiology so much on a regular basis that his body gave out on him. The real damage of bringing something like transfiguration medallions into the world was that you couldn't take that kind of technology back. Everyone had access to it, and law enforcement just had to adapt. Round up as many medallions as possible, and hope for the best. Following their introduction, legislation was introduced by the World Court of Fabella, making possession of transfiguration medallions a felony. Lawful use was limited only to exclusive members of law enforcement, where those medallions were often misused, stolen, or generally abused. Further legislation to eradicate transfiguration medallions altogether was constantly introduced and argued in the world court, but never went anywhere. The most consistent argument for keeping medallions in the hands of law enforcement was that wardens needed the necessary edge to one-up themselves against criminals. Still, illegally made transfiguration medallions continued to circulate throughout the world moving forward. It was customary for wardens to stop people walking their pets outside 
and request they remove their pet's collar to verify it wasn't a fugitive in disguise. Airports required everyone to remove their jewelry at security checkpoints. Magic meters, sort of like metal detectors, were later set up in buildings to detect enchanted objects like transfiguration medallions shortly after their introduction. Pollock changed the world with his magical talent. He could have done so many great things with his ability. Instead, he used it to help only himself and empower those who sought to use medallions for their own devious ends. So, the moral of the story is this. Use your talent wisely. With every advantage you have over another person, you can either use it to help others or hurt others. That's going to do it for us today. Tune in tomorrow for a story of a curious shipwreck. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, produced, and hosted by Dylan Foley, with music by Garrett Ferris, and audio blocks. Books are available on Amazon, in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible, and think about what might be.